their secret mountain lair somewhere in Colorado, this is the Image Doctors Photography Podcast with your hosts, Jason O'Dell and Rick Walker. Hey everyone, welcome to the Image Doctors Photography Podcast. I'm Jason O'Dell. And I'm Rick Walker. And it's good to be back with you guys again this week. And uh, it's been been fun out here uh, doing doing a bunch of things and uh, enjoying sort of summer and <laughs> it's sort of not. And, it's been, and I'm just trying you know, to get over jet lag at the moment. Get over the jet lag. Get over your Stop waking up at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. You know, tell me about it. That's Yeah, that's never fun. I, I think, uh, I don't know about you, Rick, but doesn't always seem worse coming back going west is just the worst for jet lag i can deal with going to europe i can be recovered in a day and, and adjusted in about a day if i get good sleep but coming back home it kills me <laughs> i've heard people say that my own experience is it doesn't matter which way i go oh fun <laughs> i always do fine at the destination i i adjust quickly and then when i kind of come home no matter which direction i go it's horrible for one to two weeks. Yeah, that you know? sucks. It, yeah. it, it, it is brutal. Um, I mean, I had to adjust. Um, you know, here's a funny one. You talk about weird clock shifting stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I was on board the Queen Mary on a transatlantic crossing. So we started in New York. We were on Eastern time. And for the first day, we stayed on Eastern time. And I wasn't sure how was this going to work? Like, what are they going to do? You know, because at some point you could be on ship's time, but then it's really gets kind of weird with the you know, outdoors, like with sunset and sunrise, right? So anyway, we're going across the North Atlantic. By the second day of the cruise, every day at noon, oh no, yeah, at noon, they shifted the clocks forward an hour. Mm-hmm. So at noon, it became one. So you're having mm-hmm. lunch at 11, and the next thing you know, it was one o'clock. <laughs> and, and they did this every day until we got to Southampton. So, so the midday time frame just flew by it did it was like how is it all of a sudden dinner time now i imagine on the way back it would get worse like can we eat can we eat um i i I would like to do that that one again that was a fun a really fun trip um better than i had imagined um that was interesting it it it, it really was you know it wasn't really a photo trip but it it took a lot of pictures with my phone and that kind of leads us into what we're going to be talking about today um you know we've talked about smaller systems smaller format sensors what does it mean you know we talked about the role of APS-C um Mm -hmm. you know almost like an orphaned sensor right I mean and it's orphaned in certain systems because of you know the the things that are go with it um the lack of lenses yeah all all these kinds of yeah right I mean what's in the what's what comes with the system and you know those are those are things but uh you know, there's times when both you and I, I mean, we're both fairly serious photographers, at least, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's more than just a hobby. You know, for me, it's my business, but when we go out to take photos, we want to do photography, right? Like do photography, like serious pictures for the most part. And I think one thing that goes along with that for both of us is we actually enjoy the process, right? And that's why I say do photography. It mm-hmm. goes back to what we talked about in an earlier episode and something I've been thinking a lot about lately, which is the idea of photography as a craft, 
rather than just taking pictures. It's not the act of taking photographs, but the whole process is appealing to me mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. But you know, the the artistic, the technical, the the whole thing, the expression and doing things that that requires some patience and setting things up. And then there's the other kind of photography where you just want to take pictures and and you want to go really light. Um, and for both of us that we've talked about in the past, it could be just your phone because darn it. If you've got a phone, a newer iPhone, for example, like the, we both have the 13 pro, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. It does some pretty amazing things. And we'll talk about some of those things probably, you know, down the road in another episode, but I think you and I have both been pleasantly surprised by the kind of quality you can get from your phone. So you go from, you go from like totally light, you know, just carrying a phone um, with its limitations and its limitations tend to be image quality lenses, that kind of, right. You're, you're not getting, but it's benefits being, I can push a button and it's in my phone and a lot of adjustments have already been made for me. Right. So I, I didn't need to post process anything or do anything funny, but what about that in between? When does it make more sense to go and get, what some of us would call a real camera. Yeah. And what is the jump between the, the phone usage and using a real camera? What is it like? And what is it like for people who are fairly experienced and people who aren't? Cause it's pretty different. So right, this dude. is kind of inverting the discussions that we've had before, you know, which we're typically talking about, okay, I've got higher end equipment, but I really want to go light this time. This is about why should you ever go heavier? And what are those benefits? And what are the things that you need to learn in mm-hmm. order to really take advantage of those right. systems? So I think the first thing is, is if you've got a, you know, a compact camera or an older, you know, if you're just using a phone, one of the things of course is, what can you get out of your phone, how easy it is to use. And a lot of that will depend on the model that you have. Um, You know, some features just don't exist in certain phones. I mean, we both happen to have an iPhone 13 pro. What I like about it is it has three lenses and it shoots raw. That's pretty great. Um, But if you don't have that, then you might only have a single uh, fixed focal length and then everything becomes digital zoom, right? So image quality really starts to fall apart in a hurry. So if you're in that category, the jump might be easier to say, I want to quote real camera, but we get this question all the time, right? We get a question from, from a friend, Hey, what camera would you recommend? And it's a getting to be a difficult thing to answer. Well, I I got the question from someone that was brand new grandparent and wanted to take photos of their grandchild and they were just using a phone this particular person many many decades ago had used quote real cameras had actually done some darkroom work so they weren't you know a complete novice but it was a long time ago but you get into an interesting situation with phones these days because the the money that you have to put into the camera equipment, the quote, real stuff mm-hmm. or in order to get an improvement and especially the knowledge 
and probably software that you have to purchase as well is pretty extensive just to get to the point where you're doing better than your phone would have. Right. You know, it's right. like lots of people use Lightroom or things like it, but don't really know how to use it. Don't know the tricks that are going on inside your phone and how to replicate them. Right. So it, it can be a challenge just getting a photo that seems better than your phone photo. Well, I'll give you a perfect example, right? We both have these iPhones. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you, what, 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 what are the nice things about having a phone? Well, one of them is you can give the phone to someone, a complete stranger and say, here, take our picture, right? If you're, you know, your group photo mm -hmm. with your family or your wife or your significant other, whatever, right? So I got a picture of me and I'm standing in a tunnel in the Yucatan. It's in the Mayan ruins of Ushmal. Mm -hmm. Um, and thank you for the tip to go there because it was a great excursion. Sure. But I'm in a, in a tunnel. I know. And, and behind us, it's bright. It's middle of the day. I know what this exposure will look like if I take my camera. Right. You know it, too, because you sure. take that picture. I'm sure. going to be in full shade and it's going to look like crap because either the background is going to be totally blown out and I'll be exposed properly or the, the background, you know, or I'll be in total darkness. Okay. I mean, I just know how these are going to look. I get the picture back from the person who takes my photo with my phone and I was just completely blown away. I'm like, wait a minute, there's shadows and highlights are all balanced. I'm like, this would have required HDR and all these techniques and a whole bunch of stuff that there's no way in heck I could have done with my DSLR or my mirrorless. Right. I mean, you just know, and, and it's, it's, so I think for some people, you're going to be in for a lot of potential disappointment using a quote real camera for certain situations like that. Yeah. Well, in the discussion I had with this person is you need to most likely spend several thousand dollars to right. do the kinds of things that you want, including lighting systems and stuff. And you're going to have to learn a lot of software and post-processing techniques just to break even. Yeah. It's a huge overhead. Yeah. And it's not a bad, it's not as bad for us because we've been doing it for so long. It's just, no, it's easy. Second nature, but to a rank amateur, it'd be very hard. And, you know, one of the things you got to look at too, and this is another thing is, um, you know, if you're going to make that leap to the quote, real camera, what do you need to invest in to make it better? Forget the software for a minute. You know, what, what systems are out there? So, so, and, and is it going to be worth carrying around? Like my serious camera right now is a Nikon Z9. Okay. That's mm -hmm. my camera. Um, and for right now, I don't have any other ones in the, in the lineup. Going light is a very difficult choice for me. <laughs> Yeah. Right now, because I have two options. Well, it's a with, really simple one. Right, well, it, it, right. Going light for me right now means using my iPhone as my camera. Yeah. And there are plenty of situations where it does work, but I know, I know as a photographer, what I'm missing out on. What I'm missing out on is having glass, you know, the good telephoto stuff, like, you know, birds or whatever. You know, I'm not going to get that. Um, I'm going to have to deal with intermediate focal lengths being digital zoom rather than optical zoom. Um, and you know, things that are computational, like portrait mode, not being the same as using, you know, your 85, one eight or you know, whatever mm -hmm. portrait, portrait lens, but 
I also don't want to carry around a boat anchor with me all the time on a, on a trip. Um, now, if you're coming in from, from the other direction, you know, I wouldn't, I of course would not recommend a Nikon Z9 to somebody, you know, and most, most people, um, we get back to that. What would you even recommend? And it's, you know, it's a hard question because it's not just the money, but it's the size and weight of, of the, of the thing. Right. It's that. And it's also, you know, what are the aspirations of the person and, and how likely are they to actually stick with it and be serious enough about it to get a benefit from right stuff. I mean, that's, that's a factor too. Right. So when we talked about going lighter and using like Nikon Z fifties or what, you know, the, mm-hmm. the APS-C cameras, we were both, we liked the cameras. It wasn't like anything was bad, but at least for me, and I think to some extent for you as well, um, it, it was like, well, I'm carrying this thing around, but I'm not getting significantly better stuff. Photographically speaking, than i would have otherwise you know the lens choices weren't weren't really you know there's no fast why you know there's no fast prime you're not going to get the serious but now if i was a f- only using a phone i could see maybe it would be a step up right i mean you could make that argument that a uh, one of these little APS-C jobs with the two lens two zoom kit and maybe you would be fine but i i think i think you'd have to ask yourself is it really worth bringing that all the time right because I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm having a hard time recommending those kinds of cameras to people right now. What about you? Um, like your friend, would you have said, get a, get a little APS-C? No, I said, you I know, said zoom lens. No, I you said, wouldn't right? consider getting a better phone. Mm-hmm. That was my ultimate advice to her. Cause you're going to get one anyway in a couple of years. So bingo. And then just get a nice one. And the, the cost outlay will be considerably less than you're looking at with a, quote, real camera system and all the stuff that needs to go with it. Right. And um, yeah. You know, it, it's, tr- it's tricky. So, so all these manufacturers, they have, um, you know, a- almost everybody has a pro flagship sort of thing at, at this point, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in, in different stages. The the low end cameras are really we've talked about kind of getting eaten up by the by the uh cell phone market you know for the truly just i need a Very camera much so. you know so 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 you know unless something changes i know sony for example is bringing out some APS-C um lenses and things like that but you know unless something changes it's it's really hard for me to see how how the existing APS-C offerings from the major brands where where it's a sub line okay not the you know so you got nikon and canon and so they all have full frame things right um they have some APS-C things but then you you're you're stuck with some lens choices so i i struggle recommending those yeah um you know one one thing the only time i recommend those systems which i have are to people that are very experienced and you know like talking about the z50 they Maybe these people already own a Z72 and mm-hmm. a bunch of lenses, and they just want something that is a real camera, and they have reasons for that. But it's light and small, and it it can fill that 
niche, you know, if they're just around right. town or short right. trip or something like that, then I feel comfortable making that recommendation because I feel like they know what they're getting themselves into. They already have a lot of the knowledge mm-hmm. um, that's needed to process the images. And in those cases, I, I feel fine about recommending it. Mm-hmm. It's just not the other way, not the people moving up from an yeah. iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I, I really, I'll, I'll just say that the lack of lens choices for the APS-C formats within the Nikon system or within the Canon system is to me the biggest drawback. I want to use that, but I want a smaller camera, but then I want to be able to have the opportunity. If I'm going to, if I'm going to take anything bigger than my phone, Mm -hmm. it's to do quote more serious photography. And for me, that means having better lenses, better, you know, not just, well, this is not, really better than my phone you know and I, i'm saying this as someone who knows what a full frame you know professional setup can can get them um you know we were you were talking about shooting with your olympus om1 mm-hmm. uh in portugal and you know i have to say you know that has some appeal to me mm-hmm. not but but for the same problems you know you're talking about a another $3,000 minimum investment, but by the time you get a camera and a lens and all these other things, but, but you know, why is it interesting to me? It's because when I look at my existing system that I'm using, which is for me, Nikon system, there isn't anything in that range. My, you know, your Z sixes and sevens are still full frame cameras. They still use the existing, you know, big lenses, you know, even the, even the, 518 is a big lens for that kit, mm-hmm. right? It's just it's a lot to carry around. I don't I don't envision that. You know, the 24 to 120 that I got is a great lens, but my goodness, it's very big. There's nothing in the Nikon system if we go down to Z50 ZFC, there's no lenses for those that do the same thing. They're slow zooms. Or I can just use my existing big ass prime right this is right not which is sort of defeats the purpose um so the olympus system you know so looking at that it's not because i want another system but what i might consider as more of a real camera system in a smaller package exists in that space yeah and and one of the things that that i view as a discriminator for it and you could make this case with um, Fuji APS-C cameras as well, is that unlike the smaller format Nikon and Canon systems in particular, um, you know, you can, you can get lighter, smaller lenses, but they typically are very plastic plasticky and very unsatisfying to use and the cameras themselves get that way too you're talking about Um, with the nikons and the canons yeah yeah whereas with the olympus and the fujis their small stuff is much more solid you know it's like the om1 it feels you know wonderful in your hand Mm -hmm. the small lenses that i took with it feel great they feel solid they don't feel like plastic junk that's going to fall apart in mm-hmm. six months they're right. nicely made so yeah you get the small size you get the lightweight but you feel like you're using something that's of quality yeah and it inspires you to take better photos 
Well, and and here's the thing, and this is where I would I would say is a, an interesting discriminator. It's not, it's not, will your camera be better than your phone? Because of course, you know, depending on how you view it, it, it very well could be. However, our, the question would be, if you're going to make the investment into a camera, you know, to do things that say your phone can't do, mm-hmm. it's probably not because of slow do everything all in one zooms right it's Mm -hmm. to have lenses because i think the biggest discriminator when people say what's the difference between this snapshot from my phone and your real camera it's it's almost always the depth of field or i should say lack thereof Mm -hmm. that's what sets things apart in general and that's something that computational photography hasn't quite gotten yet i mean yeah the portrait mode thing is cool but it's not the same as using a, a, a honest to goodness lens. So if the if the small camera that you're gonna buy doesn't have those options, or those you know, then why go there? You know, on the other hand, if you're just saying, yeah, I just want to get a, a zoom thing, and 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 yeah, it'll be better than my phone. Okay, fine, you can do that, but I'm not sure you'd be satisfied with it. Um, because I don't know how much better that gets you, other than you know bigger sensor and stuff like that you know so i i don't know it's it's an interesting it's an interesting problem but it's definitely you know worth looking at those systems where they've based it around a small sensor and that's their system because you know again i wouldn't use my big z primes on a z50 not the least of which is they wouldn't be stabilized but that's a different problem yeah you know that's a, that's a design thing, right. but but I mean that, that that kind of defeats the purpose. So anyway, um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, it's like, all right, for right now, there. I I would really like for manufacturers to start really paying attention to that mid range segment of the market. You know that you know people like us. You know, you want an all purpose camera. You're not necessarily needing to buy the the big, expensive, heavy pro thing, but you're not a consumer either. You want to do real photography. You want to you want to do this, um, and and have some stuff that's in that niche. And it's you know, there's some that are kind of doing it, some that are not, and <laughs> or or seem to be ignoring it. I don't I don't know. You know, I mean, flagship cameras are wonderful, but most people don't buy them. There will always be pros who need them, right? Feels so, like you're uh, dancing around something here. Well, it's just there's a gap in my in li- my lineup. I'll just say, you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't be looking at other systems if things existed within my own. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm going to rush out and buy a new camera tomorrow. I'm just saying that, you know, for for the kinds of stuff that people want to do, travel lighter, but still do real photography. Mm-hmm. Um, your phone is great, but it's not the best tool, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so smaller systems have their have their uh, their benefit, but again, it's like looking at that ecosystem, looking at what lenses are even available for the system. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like the size of the ZFC; mm-hmm. that was never the issue. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was it was a nice little camera. I I I, uh, I, I like the size of you know other stuff. I've had Nikon uh, DX cameras in the past, you know, but all of those historically have been very much lacking on the wide lens and you know they just to have those equivalents the fast 
small lenses. So anyway, I don't know. So do you want to upgrade from your phone? It's an interesting question. Um, you know, what to get and then what to learn. Of course, we're both more than happy to help teach our clients learning how to do this kind of stuff. So like, for example, in, uh, in uh, Santa Fe, right in October. Yeah. Well, and we find it fun. It is fun. Yeah. And it's fun to it use is. your, there, there are times when your phone is the right choice, Sure, <laughs> so you know, it's all good. Absolutely. You know, and being able to integrate that into your workflow, kind of like what you were doing, uh, on your trip is, is good stuff. So, well, and one of the things that we'll have to talk about sometime soon is the little trick that we both kind of figured out you a little bit quicker, but the ramifications of it kind of came out in a discussion about oh, with what phones? you can do with raw and something like a, an iPhone 13 pro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's which uh, is not what we thought. And it's a whole lot better than we thought. Right. It just changed Let's the game. Leave it at that. A little bit. Yeah. No, it's we true. figured out something very important right here recently. Yeah. It's very, very interesting stuff. So yeah, we'll, we'll tease you for that for, for next time. What can you do with your phone? But, um, you know, there are, there are times there, there there's very few examples of one size fits all and i mean that like the do it everything camera but i think there's probably more of a market for that for people like us than there is for the top end cameras or the lowest end cameras and so that's something that i would like to see more of in you know and i'm hoping right i mean it's you, you see it in some places you see you see them starting in certain places but you know having that camera that that does 80 to 90% of what the, the top end would do, but in a smaller package or certainly less mm -hmm. expensive package with a good set of, of lenses to choose from around it. You know, those are, those are good things to think about. Um, and we used to say back in the day when people would ask us about a camera, it's like, well, don't worry about which camera is important. Look at the full system, right? Look to see what accessories this system offers and what lenses and flash or whatever, right? The whole package. Yeah. And, and that's still true. I think that's still true, but it's just a different, it, it's but getting to address the elephant in the room. I think it's getting hard for us to recommend Nikon systems to most people. Uh, unless they're an existing user. Yeah. I haven't yeah. in quite some time, um, yeah. you know, cause they've got that mid range hole, right? Um, their, their mid range cameras don't stack up feature wise to the same equivalent price points from some of the other manufacturers doesn't mean that they're not nice cameras but it's oh, no, just, no, no. That's, it's, it gets hard it's hard to recommend to that recommend. to someone if you say hey I'm, I'm gonna spend this much to get get into a system for the first time yeah it, it, it's a different uh it's a different and, and i actually have friends who are, we've talked about this same thing people i know have been shooting nikon forever i'm like well do you recommend nikons to anyone right now no <laughs> you know it's like yeah they but, i mean that's the, a different kind of they photographer. have the technology oh, yeah. that exists in the z9 they've yeah like yeah. every camera company they've got manufacturing problems right now that have you know been driven by covid yeah, and stuff tough. like that it is tough but they have got to start talking about uh mid-range cameras that have some of these features because right. all other competitors have them well and they've done it in the past the d850 was a wonderful example i mean so the d850 they absolutely need to get in, they was, need to was get that. in gear 
so you know and and when i bought the 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 z7 twos you know it, it was close but it actually was not as full featured as a d850 was for whatever reason okay and and that's you know that's not for me to know i'm just saying it as there were there were a few holes i love that camera but there were there were a few things that i missed from the d850 um didn't make me shoot my d850 but, but it was sort of you know it was it was stuff so i would love to see that um you know and and all of these guys make making these like that because honestly that's where the that's where the money is going to be right it's slightly it's more going to be z9s not, it's it's right it's it's not the flagships it's not you know not everybody's dropping six grand on an a1 you know it's going to be that next tier down and if that next tier down is good enough for the all-purpose it's, it's the realm that is occupied by the om1 now mm -hmm. the r5 the r6 cannons the sony a7 mark IV, and and some of their older ones that they're still selling um those are the cameras that nikon needs to put out equivalent <laughs> yeah. camera to right compete with yeah, yeah we know we for several years the, now we we know they can compete at the top end that part's good so yeah. anyway they, you know they need to go do it so and then your problem won't be made easier well it, it does it does get into a question right because if mm -hmm. something exists within my own the, with the stuff that i have existing lenses and, and familiarity with i'm much more likely to gravitate towards it yeah i have no reason to learn another camera menu system none <laughs> you know it can just create problems right. but but out of necessity sometimes that's what you you end up doing anyhow it's all good we um we would appreciate your feedback on what choices you might be making when it comes to do you use your real camera or you know when when do you make that that decision point you know because I, it could I think, just be a struggle you're having too yeah that's what i mean it's a philosophical it's do i want to carry this much stuff you know what's my trade-offs um, for a lot of people, it's just, uh, do I want to invest that much money in something? It's real, yeah. honest to God things, especially in these uncertain times. So anyway, um, before we leave, um, we, we, like we mentioned, we've got the Santa Fe workshop coming up at the end of October, which we have, I think two spaces for, so that's going forward as planned, but there's still two seats for it. If you want to join us and talk about this kind of stuff and we're and thinking about putting nice, together, that'll be a nice one where you don't have to carry a whole bunch of stuff too exactly so if you do have a lighter weight option or perfect planning get one this is a great place to to use one um and we might be coming up with another workshop uh for travel but watch this space because we don't have it nailed down exactly yet um it's, it's only so, half baked yeah it's it's half baked um mile but i think it could be <laughs> pretty good <laughs> all right anyway um you know where to find us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash image doctors. So until next time, we're signing off. Happy shooting. All right. Bye-bye.